Welcome to Well Played Podcast, a show on all things playful and joyous in education. Well Played is part of the On Podcast Media Network. I'm your host, Michael Matera, sixth grade teacher, author, and motivational speaker. This is season four, episode 16, and I couldn't be more excited. I am here with Ian Miller, and we're talking about these sort of this idea of building out characters and character sheets in our game. And But before we get into that, before we dive into all of that, Ian, if you could give us a little brief bio, seeing that this is the first time you are in the well-played community. Uh, yeah, I am a teacher of three years, going on my fourth. I have taught seventh grade ELA uh, for two years, fifth grade ELA and social studies for one year. Um, I was the director and starter of my drama community at the school I was current uh, at the school I was at, and uh, currently I'm about to teach ninth grade ELA at Barry Water High School in Arizona. Nice. That's fantastic. Uh, I love it. That's quite like in your short time as an educator, like that is quite uh, a list of jobs and things that you've added uh, to the spaces you've been a part of. So that is fantastic. Congratulations. On top of that, I have two kids under two and a wife. And I also uh, work for Dutch Rose Coffee as well. Look, I mean, like you are a mover and a shaker. You need that caffeine <laughs> jolt for sure. Uh, that's, that's fantastic. Uh, something that a lot of us can relate with though, too, like, you know, like that's just what it's like to be a teacher. I mean, you kind of take on a lot of stuff and I got to tell you, like, that's just a pace and a clip. You sort of tend to stick with the rest of your life. Um, but that's, that's what it's like to be a teacher. So you are, you've done this sort of gamified class before. And yes. now, now you're spending some, some, some of your summer time here thinking through how you're going to sort of roll out your game in ninth grade ELA, right? Yes. So what, what were some of your first thoughts there? Uh, oh, man. Well, uh, when I was in seventh grade was when I first started gamification. Um, my principal was super excited about it. Uh, and uh, he was kind of my pusher within that. Um, and he was That's like, awesome. go for it. And so, um, I went for it and I used Classcraft. It's a online platform with mages and spells and, you know, all different stuff. And it was fantastic. But I, I started to see that I didn't like a lot of it. Like there was good stuff, but there was really bad stuff that I felt just wasn't fair to kids and wasn't fair to the community that didn't like gaming. And all that kind of stuff. And so um, I used it for two years. Um, and then when I went down to fifth grade, I wasn't going to use it again because they were younger. And so I decided to take it and make it smaller. And I came up with a secret agent idea. And we were um, we were part of the headquarters. And I was Commander Bowtie. And they all had secret agent names. And they had punch cards for their team. So they didn't really have character sheets. Um, because that was just too complicated for fifth grade. And so they had punch cards that they would get punches for, you know, uh, things that they did in class or things. And they would level up their team to be and graduate their secret agent um, way. And fortunately, I was able to do a cer- ceremony at the end with their secret agent names over Zoom and give them the certificate to print out. And it was really, really cool. And uh, as I went into high school, I was battling this 
this idea of balance. Um, you know, I'm going into high school. Do I need to be more mature? Do I need to show these kids, um, you know, what it's like to be in high school? And then um, I really thought about it, and I was like, these kids are just kids. They wanna, they wanna have fun too. They wanna, you know, enjoy learning. And what I realized is that my seventh graders enjoyed learning um, because I was able to gamify my classroom, and they took that with them. You know, I, I reached out to a bunch of them, and as I was going into high school, and I was like, my former students were just saying, you know, don't get rid of that, like. Nice. Don't make it, you know, don't make it so that your kids are just bored and learning literature like like a normal teacher would teach. Like teach the way you taught because it meant something. And so that was kind of the first thoughts when I was going into it. And I was like, well, I could use Classcraft again. And then I was like, no, you know, I, I think I have enough time under my belt and enough knowledge of games um, that I can make my own. And um, so I, you know, I started thinking, I was like, well, you know, I, I want rolling abilities. I want, you know, randomness. I watched a bunch of uh, Gamification 101 stuff from uh, uh, Scott Hebert and uh, watched some TED Talks and some YouTube videos and reached out to some friends who play D&D style games. And I just asked them a bunch of questions of, hey, how can I make this accessible for kids who don't like gaming? who love gaming, who love story, who love the social aspect of the classroom and um, came up with what I have today. That's fantastic. I mean, like sort of unpacking some of the things that you said there, like, so I definitely tell people like Classcraft is a great tool to get started. Uh, super low entry point in terms of what you have to think out because they've already sort of thought out the theme for you they've already sort of thought out the levels and some of the bonuses for you they've thought out some of the random events for you now a lot of that's editable like you can add your own events in that's cool uh, but ultimately like you you are sort of tied to their theme and their experience right and I definitely want to encourage you as well as others out there that, that if you have the time and if you have the inclination and, and sort of the excitement to do it, creating your own game is kind of exhilarating. It's freeing because you can do anything. And that's right. pretty exciting. So uh, I think you're going to end up enjoying that. The other thing I want to unpack is just the fact that I think you hit the nail right on the head with the fact that high schoolers i don't even care if you were teaching 12th grade like on some level they they still are kids they still are excited by you know moving about getting shaking things up they're excited about change and then one thing a game can bring is change you can have these twists and turns if you run more of a traditional classroom you kind of get into these habits and routines and i show me a 12th grader that wouldn't like kind of a surprise challenge when they come in like so kudos to you that you're going to sort of keep that up as you move into high school guarantee it works now it's just a matter of how you want to roll that out and what you want to do right um so and then the other thing too i love that you really explained how you even continued the game as our year sort of fell apart last year uh you still were able to maintain some some components of the game so that's that's awesome uh, i yeah. don't know if there's anything you want to expound upon in that Th those were all fantastic yeah, it was um, it was actually kind of interesting when the when I 
started to expand the game uh, when COVID hit and we were all at home. Uh, I decided because my my kids' favorite thing was the random events that I did every single day that would completely change the course of how the class was going to go. You know, whether that be the whole floor was lava and you couldn't walk around, or we're talking in accents, or um, uh, or you get Mr. Strict Miller, where um, I'm like, make them sit up straight and not have their elbows on the tables. And it was just a blast. And they loved it. And so I spent time um, before, you know, uh, while I had the extended spring break, I spent time to create random events that they could do at home to earn points through their team. And unfortunately, I wasn't able to do that for many weeks, but I was able to do it for the first two. And I used the uh, the platform of Flipgrid for them to record them doing those events. And I would I would record a response and give them you know points based off of what they were doing. And and so it was fun because it was I was able to then pull families in and um, you know show them what we did in class. Um, and how crazy it was, but how fun it could be for, you know, family things. So like they built towers, the biggest tower one, um, you know, five points for their team with like pillows or whatever they had around them. And it was just so fun to see them like try to do all these different things at home. And it was, it was just great. That's, I mean, what dedication that you created those spaces for those events to even exist with Flipgrid. Uh, I think that's pretty fantastic. Um, all right, so like moving to a little more what got us here. Uh, you had sort of posted on Twitter, and I absolutely loved it. I was like, this is pretty cool. And I reached out to you and saw if you were able to kind of come on. Uh, you had sort of posted your new sort of character sheet. And this is going to be an integral part now that you're no longer sort of in the sort of structure of uh, Classcraft. You have mm -hmm. this character sheet in which people are going to be developing these characters, gaining different skill sets, documenting those skill sets. Uh, right. Talk to us a little bit about your initial thought around your character sheets, how you're going to use them, where you got the inspiration, whatnot. So um, I actually got the inspiration from a D&D &D character sheet. You know, um, I took the basics of what D&D &D is, which is, you know, role-based stuff. And I said, I really want that for my classroom. I want that randomness. I want that fun. Um, and I said, I don't really want all the dice, right? I don't think that kids um, are used to that. And um, so I created a character sheet with four simple things um, representing different things within like the D&D &D world, which is, you know, I have, in I have knowledge which is like the intelligence and um, the constitution and all that kind of mixed together. Um, I have an action, which is like attack and defense. So they'll use it for both. Um, I have charm because that's completely different. That's just like how you talk to people, all that kind of stuff. And then I have movement and movement is, you know, dexterity, agility, speed, all those things just all in one. And, I like um, that you sort of simplified some categories. You really are streamlining this game because ultimately they're there for your English. They're there for your ELA. So right, exactly. having a game that can kind of hum in the background, that's awesome. You took all of these things that sometimes are all of that. It's attack, defense, it's agility, right? Right. And you just sort of condensed them and consolidated them into four categories. Yeah. And, then I, and then I said, so how do I make this accessible for all students? And I... Um, I put it on a uh, Google Slides. And so 
um, I worked with my fifth graders a lot about copying, you know, copying a slide and then using it as their own. And so I kind of made it that kind of situation where they will copy this character sheet and they'll make it their own by adding whenever they get equipment or their backstory. I have a little section for that. Or when they gain a power, they can fill in their power box and um, they can fill in how many you know points they, uh, how many uh, extra, what is it called? Extra characteristic you would get based off of a dice roll, like for your uh, knowledge, action, charm, and movement, um, and how many gems they have, um, which is my currency of the game. And so, uh, and then you know, just like I, I simplified it to not have like damage done to them, but you know, kind of like a link. Uh, Zelda type thing where they have hearts and no matter what you'll get like half a heart gone or you know a heart gone and when they're down to zero they lose all their stuff or you know just something very simple for them to understand that hey this is how much health I have and you know being in the class craft world like I know that I can use you know uh, if they're you know off task I can say hey your health is about to go down like that kind of stuff and they'll get that Sure. And so um, it was really about kind of looking at how to make it accessible for students um, and how to make it look cool. Because when something looks cool, you want to do it, right? 100%. Like that was, I'm all in on the look. Right. That was my whole thing is I, I you know, I, I found this background. I made it transparent, but not too transparent. You know, I, I spent time trying to figure out how I was going to um, – make this look like something I would want to do. And if I would want to do it, I'm betting these kids are going to want to do it. And um, so, yeah, I I mean, it all just came down to uh, what is the most simple way for these kids to create a superhero and be that superhero. I I mean, like I said, I really think the, the four categories are genius. I like the look. He tweeted out the the look of the sheet and it's looking good and and kind of on that point i talked to lots of people about take that time to to dress something up a little bit right i think sometimes we slide a little too quickly into google doc world that's just easy so i'm just gonna make a google doc and i'll just link it on there here's your character sheet it's just a white google doc you know hey we're gonna start a new unit here's the backstory to the unit and it's just a white google doc like like (laughs) take a moment to like find a graphic put it in the background you know like dress it up a little bit and i guarantee you those little those little gems of theme of finding the scroll graphic the little gem of changing the font so if you are going to use just white google doc like take a moment to make it look a little old englishy you know like that matters more than i think people realize in their game yeah for sure and when I was looking at character sheets online, you know, I was like, oh, I could just use the D&D one. And I was like, no, that's more fantasy. I, I want it to look more like you're part of some super cool superhero society that you want to be a part of type of thing. And so now I got to ask that, when when but, I design things, uh, especially like graphically, like you're saying, I get I get super excited. Like so. When you were designing, because I think the, the the pushback I often get from teachers is, I don't have the time. I don't have the time. I don't have the time. And it does. It takes time. I'm not going to lie. And I'm sure you're going to tell us it took you time. But was it 
enjoyable, right? Because like you're creating something. There's something about creation that's that's provocative. It's awesome. Um, well, my whole family is really artistic, and I've always been artistic, drawing and you know creating things. And throughout my you know my school days, like uh, creating really intense, cool PowerPoints has been like my jazz, you know, like. Uh, when I was creating this character sheet, it did, you know, it took me a long, it took me probably about an hour and a half altogether. And I was, you know, looking at colors and stuff like that. Like what shows up best as black and white, just in case I have to print it black and white if we're in person and all that kind of stuff. And it was just really cool because, you know, I could look at it and I was like, I want it to be very, you know, very simple, but I also wanted to have these cool elements. So like, I have these really cool silhouettes of superheroes that I found that kind of make it look like a, um, it looks like a cherubim vibe, like two angels next to each other with these wings coming out, but it's just their capes and stuff. And I was like, oh, I can put that as where they, you know, where they put their equipment, like their headgear and their suits and their gloves and their shoes, because that's the only thing that they'll need as a superhero, right? And so. Um, I just got, I got so excited about it or just the little, like, I mean, I have this little, you know, this arrow for what is the level, you know, and the arrow obviously represents that they're moving up in level, but the arrow is a little bit over the four and it looks really cool. And, you know, I just get so jazzed about creating things like this. So when you, when you were doing that, like, I guess per the point, like, when you were in the process of creating, you just admitted it took you about an hour and a half, but like, let's stop for a moment, people, and think, if you're new to gamifying, you might be like, oh, I don't have time for an hour and a half for everything I add to my game. But Ian here is talking about something that's a backbone to his game. He is going to use this possibly from whenever he introduces it, so we'll just say day one, all the way to like the last day, like an hour and a half spread out over the course of the year, that is a worthy investment. We're not talking about an hour and a half for something he's going to use for two seconds today. Like talking about a backbone piece to his classroom. That's a that's a pretty small investment for the sort of pop that he's going to get. The 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 thematic things that you can tie into this Ian are going to be awesome. So like this is going to free you up design wise as you move throughout your year and you're going to start new projects, new activities, new group work, and you're like. <gasps> We could do something around their their agility. We can do something around their like attack, you know, or defense, you know, or movement, you know. And you're gonna have all those abilities because you took the hour and a half to build this and make it that backbone. Yeah, for sure. That's fantastic. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And I love hearing that you are equally jazzed by the creation process. And if 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 there's one thing that gamification I think demands is that you create. I mean, the game is about what you what you breathe into it. It's the life you breathe into it, whether that's the language you use or the things you create. Yeah, for sure. And it was really cool because after I created this character sheet, I was so excited that I just jumped into powers. And like, if you're a superhero, you have to have a power, right? That's right. And so I, you know, and then I thought about, I was like, I was like, what is going to what is going to motivate these kids to even want these powers or be these people? And so I, you know, every year I always do personality tests just to group people. I mean, when you, when you get personality tests like the Enneagram or Myers-Briggs or, um, the, 
uh, the color test where you're blue, gold, no, yeah, orange. I definitely remember that. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I do all those personality tests just so they get to honestly understand who they are and then who people are around them. And so I tied my powers to that. And so if you are like, for example, I'm an ENFP in the Myers-Briggs test and I'm an Enneagram two wing three. Um, and obviously those are all terms that some people might not understand, but basically I made a power that they would want for that you know, for that ability. And what was cool is when I was making these powers, I was talking to my friends. Um, hey, would you have loved this power in school? And it just like, you know, just testing to see if I understood. Sure, a little sounding and, board moment. And most of the time I was I was right. Like, for example, my friend Hunter, um, his ability would be uh, invisibility. And um, it's all about like um, avoidance. And he is an um, INTP or INTJ. And so he's an introvert. And so I created, you know, based off of level one, the student cannot be called on for 30 minutes. So right then and there, he's able to just like relax and not be called on because he doesn't want to be called on. And then by level three, he can move around the class during a test for 30 seconds to look at whatever he wants. So he's invisible and he can, you know, get the help that he needs and that kind of stuff. Um, and then like I even uh, went further and in level five, the student can be able to be on their phone for non-academic purposes for three minutes. So like the, the powers that I was able to come up with were accessible for all students um, to gain, but to be able to only choose one bracket to go into based off of who they are or what they want type of thing. And so it was just really cool um, to be able to sit down and take the character sheet to a whole new level of you're not just filling out a character sheet. You are that character. And there's a reason you are that character. You know, giving it more um, more buy-in, I guess. Really. No, and and this, this is one of those things. One, I think that's fantastic. I love this idea of traits and developing and leveling those traits up. I love the agency of choosing a path like I'm going with this and then like gaining that skill and getting further but i also often talk about what i love about gamification is sometimes people have a hard time getting started they're like i don't know what to sort of give away or what to do but what happens guys is it's a bit of a of a rolling snowball that can get bigger and bigger and bigger because just listening to ian talk i'm thinking Okay, so I choose this path. I like this path he's described. But you know, inevitably, somebody's going to like some of the things on the other path. But this, mm -hmm. by having the structure, by having the rule, like, I'm sorry, you've chosen a path, he can offer later at the end of quarter one, at the end of quarter two, maybe a new power-up, a new item that could be called, I don't know, dynamic duo. And the idea is, like, you can one time use use the other feature of like somebody else right like so of that right but it's a one-time feature so like my normal feature is you can't call on me and that feels good because i chose that path but man would i like whatever you've come up with for the other one uh but this can this can be doled out later he doesn't have to do that day one he doesn't have to tell him but you choose a path but we can sometimes cheat no no, no that cheat comes later and then they're all super excited about that cheat Yes, and, and it's after people have seen other kids in the class use that power and they're kind of like jealous like oh man that introvert person gets to do that power I wish I could have that power Ooh, yes. now you can but now it's about how do I earn 
this dynamic duo power up. I'm stealing that. I'm stealing that, Michael. I'm stealing. <laughs> take it. Take it. It's super awesome. This is what I love. This is what I'm talking about creation too, right? It's like fun to sort of jam out and think of ideas. Uh, and, and it's amazing what you can come up with with just a little kernel of an idea. I mean, here you got this power. We've talked about one, but then it's like, well, what is the others? And then what if I want to use the others? Yeah. Dang. Oh man. Dang. And then you get like the justice league feel and the other thing, because I also, you know, I wanted the buy-in also like, yeah, you're in a superhero universe, but you got to have superheroes that, you know, and so I created ally cards as well. And those ally cards, um, are from DC and Marvel because you can't choose one because there's going to be kids that love Marvel and going to be kids that love DC or neither and just know the Marvel movies because their parents watch them because they're geeks and just love that superhero effect. And so um, the ally cards give it a whole new level of, you know, when you're battling, you can use this ally and add another dice, a type of dice based off of attack or defense that they have onto your role because they're helping you out and so it's like there's so much you can do with this whole platform of gamification and when you i mean even even me and my friend hunter we were going you know we were camping the other day and and we were talking about you know my platform and i was like i really want to make you know i i like am i only gonna use intelligence action charm and movement when we're doing the narrative and he's like why would you and i said you're right like I can use movement. Hey, make a roll for movement if you want to go to the bathroom or, you know, like something like that. Like just make it always accessible for the kids and that they're always using it. And then it's completely a part of my classroom rather than just only a little bit of a part, you know? Well, the nice thing too is when you create these structures, you have the ability to dial into them as well as dial back. Think of it like that volume control. So today's activity could be like, it could be a normal, like you're teaching about structured essays and writing a structured essay, like that could be the lesson plan. But like, as part of it, it could be, you know, like, I don't know, they're working with partners, but we're gonna look at this skill set. like what's your charm? And you're gonna have to like roll for charm for this activity, for this thing. And all of a sudden charm takes a major role in this group work. Yes, for you know? sure. But you couldn't do that otherwise. Like without having the structure, then it's just we're just teaching them the essay and that's all we could do. Now you have like a whole new creative piece you can layer over. And if you can't figure out how to use it in this time, that's okay. Then we just do the normal essay teaching today and maybe we tap into charm and movement another day. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I absolutely love it. Well, I can't believe it, but we've already hit that reflection time. So... I know it just it flies Ian. it flies it flies right by so i have a quote that i think tees up really well with today's talk about character sheets it is by robert powell you ready for it yes all right an individual step in character training is to put responsibility on the individual how, how do you spin that with what we've talked about today you know um with these character sheets, um, when they are stepping into these characters, um, while it's all fun and games, they're also learning about themselves. They're also figuring out who they are um, in this little world. Um, you know, it's really interesting. Like, yeah, you got all these powers, and you got all these levels, and you got all these things, but these kids are actually leveling up in life. Like, they are really trying to come into who they are. 
um, they are trying to figure out if, you know, if they like their friends, uh, if they can make new friends, um, if, uh, if they can even understand their emotions at this point, you know, and they're trying to figure out what, what it means to have character, to be a character, to, um, to be who they are. And I think like with this character sheet, again, while they're assuming to be a superhero, um, they get to be the superhero they want to be. And um, I think that's so powerful for these kids nowadays because when they're able to be who they want to be um, and not be shameful of it, because, I mean, again, this is a geeky concept, right? But if they are, you know, if they're willing to be uh, a character in this game, then they can be who they want to be and not be ashamed of it and not feel um, like they are less than anyone else. And um, I think that's a huge component of this game is that the background of this game is that uh, when I was younger, I didn't get those opportunities. I didn't have those teachers that poured into me. And so when I became a teacher, that was my goal was to love on kids and be that support for them to thrive in who they are. And uh, that's the background of my game. That's why I made them superheroes because they're all superheroes in their own way. That's awesome. I absolutely love the quote too. An individual step in character training is to put responsibility on the individual. I like this with the idea of kind of, we talked about it in this session with, with the agency of choice and having it be a meaningful choice where it's like, I am choosing this path that's gonna give me these upgrades. That's a powerful choice that, that definitely differentiates me from you and somebody else. The combinations that I'm gonna have, I think that's really cool. But ultimately to level up in that experience, it, it, it's again back on me. Like what am I doing in the game to level up in this skill set? So there's a lot of choice there, but it's a lot of responsibility. And I absolutely love that take. So Ian, thank you so much for taking the time to be here and be part of Well Played today. Uh, it's been a pleasure chatting with you. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, yeah, I am so excited for this and I'm so glad that you reached out to me. No problem. Everyone else, thank you so much for making Well Played part of your week and learning each week. It's so awesome. Thank you for sharing this out to other educators so they learn about it. As always, too, make sure you take advantage of some of the other opportunities we have. I have my YouTube channel as well as Hive Summit coming up, so sign up for that. And I will see you guys next week.